At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Lombardi line as we welcome you back here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Visa studios here at the South Point. We've got Michael Lombardi in four and a half minutes. We're going to kick off the list with number 10. We'll get Michael's philosophy on putting together his top 10 wide receivers list. And by the way, Michael Lombardi, uh, Bill Berman wants you to get into the offensive lineman next yeah, week. I know. He gave me an assignment. I know. I know. So I that between me, too. him, Millie, your kids, Will Hill, Will, William Will Hill. Hill, who's texting you what he's having for dinner. Uh, you yeah, got a lot. Hill. You got a lot on your plate, my man. Will Hill's in love with the. You know, Will Hill's linking things now. The guy who made the bet on the Brady winning the Super Bowl or whatever that he texted was. Texted me now, that last also, night. He did. He, texted he also me that made last the same night. bet on Trey Lance winning the MVP of the league. Okay, great. I didn't. I love Will. I didn't even respond to that one. You know, I, I just. I just looked and I said, I don't know what to say. You know, good for that guy. What do you? Well, come on, I mean, Will. What do you want us to do? If he has a magic formula, then I, you know, I mean, look, we shall see. I think it'll be an interesting game today. I mean, when when the 49ers play, what are they playing? The they're they're playing the Chargers. Where they play that tomorrow? They play that tomorrow. So, 
Well, it'll be I, another learning experience on Trey Lance. We'll see where he's going with that, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, San Francisco's going to bet up uh, at the Chargers tomorrow, two and a half, up to five and a half. Uh, wanted to do this before we get to the wide receivers. So we need some. Re- there's they're going to need some help there with the Cowboys. I'm going to throw up in front of you a quote from Mike McCarthy. You want to take a look at it? Dak Prescott will need to pick up the pace and practice next week. Quote: He'll definitely be involved in some form of practice more than this week. Mike McCarthy said, but to stand here and tell you he'd be full go and take all the reps I'm not there yet here's where I am if I'm a Cowboys fan I'm officially worried worried. yeah I would be worried too and what I would be even more worried about is is who's the backup is it Garrett Gilbert is it Cooper Rush is it the Fanooch I mean, who is the backup? <laughs> I don't know. Where are we going? I'm guessing it's Gilbert right now, but that's not that's not the answer. A cowboy that's not going to be sufficient for a Cowboys fan. I, I don't think it is either. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I really do. You know, I mean, they've got so much money invested in Dak that he's got to come through. We'll see where Zeke is. Is Zeke, you know, is Zeke's in better shape. He's there's so many questions with the Cowboys. It's 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 always this way. You know, and when they pull you in and they make you feel like they're really good, that they never do anything to kind of back up what they're able to perform based on what you perceive their talent level to be. Now, I know, and again, Houston at Dallas tonight. Dallas actually opened three. They're about up to three and a half with the Texans in town who look good in week one of the preseason. I understand there's a quarterback competition going on in Jacksonville right now. Should, should the Cowboys call about Gardner Minshew? Should they be calling teams? You know, it's the perfect solution for them, really, because Gardner's on a rookie contract, and the Cowboys have some cap issues, so that whoever's their backup, you know, the reason they didn't want to bring Andy Dalton back, A, he got a starting job, but B, he was expensive. You know, they gave all the money to Dak. So you need a rookie contract as a backup if that's what you could do. That's what makes Cooper Rush so effective. That's what makes Danuch so effective. Fanuch, Danuch, you know, I mean, so you need that. I mean, that's why I think Gardner's in the perfect place. I think, look... Part of the whole Gardner and Trevor Lawrence are competing is to get the value of Gardner if they, somebody wants to make a trade for him. He's, well, we're thinking of him as a starter. We're not just going to give that's him away for a very four. Very true. You know, that's, that's the line. That's the logic when in reality they'll give him away for a four. But you have to start wondering if Dak will indeed be healthy all year. I mean, this is You this have is to wonder when MRIs. he takes a hit. When he takes a hit, what will that be like? You know, I mean, so he gets cleared and then he lands on the shoulder. Where are we? You know, so I, I, and I don't know the answer to this. We talked about Cam using a lot of upper body, which he always has, but maybe an overcompensation because he had the compound fracture on the ankle and now he's putting so much into it. And Dak's a grinder, too. That's two MRIs on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it's not, that's not good. There's something going on there. Now, what they're not saying is they may have to operate, they're not saying that. They're letting it heal through time. The best when was when time doesn't work. When time doesn't work, what happens? The best was when the Cowboys' official Twitter account put up a haiku about the MRI. No need to worry. Things happen. Dak's okay. Yeah. See you week one. I was like, what, Cowboys? Like, first off, there is need to worry. I don't just get bored and go get an MRI. Like, what are you going to do today? Yeah. Not much. Maybe get an MRI. Or, or, go to the, or do you go to the hospital when you have a bellyache? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> well, Jalen Hurts does. 
that, yeah, that we know. <laughs> VSIN, the sports betting network, of course, the Lombardi line. It, it, we just mentioned this, and I want to get into the wide receiver list. We'll start with 10 as we get you going here on a set. If you're just joining us now and you missed anything, go to vsin.com slash podcast for all the shows. The Jalen Hurts situation was interesting because he was doing the hammer dance. He was dancing in the end zone, and then next thing you know, he's at the hospital. That is a yeah, weird what, trans. That's like it a wasn't weird food timeline. It was pregame meal. Again, I'm going to go back to it. Look, he's in the stadium. They have x-ray machines. They have a pharmacy there. They have everything you need. Typically, why are you going to the hospital? I mean, they can give him IVs right there. If he, if he had food poisoning or if he ate something in pregame meal, if he had bad hay, I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, well, it is weird if you go, like, I like my neighborhood pharmacy because if I go to another CVS, they're like, who are you? So maybe Jalen was just like, I'm not comfortable with this pharmacy. I got to get the hell out of here. Fair? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know why you would want to leave. I mean, I, you know, they had the, they have the best medical people in, in, in Philadelphia work for the Eagles. I don't think there's any doubt about that, especially from an internist. So did he go get an MRI on his belly? I, I don't know. What, what, what could they have done for him there that they couldn't do at the stadium? It's only the best of the best from top to bottom. And then the next day, and then the next day he's walking in the, like it was no big deal. There's not, nothing wrong. Yeah. I, again, I'm not disputing the validity of his. I'm sure he ache. didn't feel good. He stayed. I'm not saying he shouldn't have. He should have gone to school. I'm not saying that. And say he was sick. I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, I, I believe Ferris Bueller was sick the day he called out. I believe that. I really do. <laughs> what, what does Matthew Broderick have to do with this? So you're. Well, he was Ferris Bueller yes, had a day off. I mean, it's the same. Jalen Hurts had a day off. I mean, what's the. I mean, like, I mean, like, I believe he was sick. I mean, you know. Uh, no, me too. Me too. I hope the tummy feels better for Jalen Hurts. Okay. Yeah. So, full, top 10. The philosophy, yeah. how did you come up with the Ben Britton wanted me to ask you before we go to 10, how'd you come up with your wide receiver list? I thought of like, you know, one of the things that I've always thought of is when, when you have great players and you drive to the stadium, you thinking about that player, how are we going to handle that guy? How are we matching up to this guy? You know? Nice. And so everything that I think about is, is on Tuesday preparing a game plan that the coaches prepare is how are we going to stop this guy? And when you have too many answer, too many questions to answer, like I think number 10 is A.J. Brown. We could put up the list. I think 10 is A.J. Brown, right? You'd say, well, why is A.J. Brown on the list and not D.K. Metcalf? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of people that could be 10. I put DJ, A.J. Brown here because I think A.J. Brown, the questions become really hard for him. Because not only is he really good when the ball's in the space and all those 50-50 balls, which most receivers have to catch, but he's really hard to tackle. And when he gets that ball in his hand, he's really hard to tackle. And that becomes a problem. And so now you're asking yourself the question, okay, who's guarding him and who's tackling him? So, and that sometimes for most defensive backs, sometimes that's not the same answer. You know, you could have a little guy could cover him but you can't have a little guy that could tackle him. Or you could have a, a big guy that could tackle him, and he can't cover him. So for me, I think that, that became the problem. And when I looked at him, you know, he's got the average. For a guy who can't run, okay, this is what really made, made the difference for me. For a guy that can't really run explosively, he averaged 15.4 yards a yeah, catch. Yeah, his average is great. At 11 touchdowns. So, and a lot of that is him breaking tackles. 
and his toughness, his innate toughness. Now, you could have said, hey, could DK Metcalf have been 10? Yeah, I think DK Metcalf could have been 10. He averaged 15-7 a catch with 10 touchdowns. I mean, we could split hairs here. You could put everybody on the list. I think I was between DJ Metcalf and AJ Brown. I went with Brown. Okay, Metcalf number 11. I like to know that who is the first player left out. Lombardi's list here on the Lombardi line. AJ Brown, I mean, he's studs. 70 receptions last year, 1075. You mentioned the 11 touchdowns was just big. It's interesting when you look at the touchdowns. Julio Jones has been so prolific, but the touchdowns just yeah. haven't been there. Brown gets into the right. end zone. Yeah, I mean, look, he's hard to tackle because he catches it at the five and you try to get somebody up there. You, you know, when I who's going to tackle this guy? You know, you got to have a big guy who can cover and you got to have a tackle. That's why building a defensive backfield is a little bit like building a basketball team. You got to have somebody to cover the gunner guy, like little Olasevsky, who's quick and can change direction. But you also have somebody like who can cover the AJ Brown guy who's big and physical and hard to tackle. You got to have these ability to match up people across the board because it isn't just okay back in the 60s okay Pat Fisher you got to cover Howard Carmichael well Pat Fisher's 59 Howard Carmichael's 67 that don't work DBC AJ Brown come and they get one of those Jalen Hurts tummy aches you know what I'm saying yeah you get, you get and his one, hands are aches. so powerful he's huge I think the one thing when you like when you saw Jamar Chase drop balls last night you saw the ball come in on his wrist too quickly and that really worries you. Not that I think he has bad hands. I'm sure he's going to improve. But when you have strong wrists, when the ball stops the minute it touches your hands, you got strong. You got strong wrists, and that which is what you need to be a great receiver in the National Football League. Give me an example of just when you think of in the past guys you scouted, guys you drafted, strong wrists. You know Jerry Rice, Chris Carter. They, they had great hands, but the ball stopped the minute it got to them. It stopped. Keenan McCardle, kid we signed from the Washington football team, you know, for basically no money in, in Cleveland. Strong wrist. The ball stopped as soon as it got. He had great hands, but he could stop a fastball. You know, those balls are coming at you fairly quickly. And when you can stop it with your wrist and you can really, and you get control of the ball quickly, it's a Rob Gronkowski. I mean, look like two toilet, look like, he literally looked like the top of toilet seats when he catches the ball. When he puts those two white gloves out there, and the ball stops right in his hand like a little baby falling right into his lap. Hold on, let me check out. I'm just Googling Jerry Rice. Who's this you're talking about? By the way, you know in that yeah. draft, when I think Al Toon went before him, who he was did. great, Al Toon, but had to retire yeah. early because of concussions, right? Wasn't it uh, the yeah. Miami receiver as well went before Eddie Jerry? Brown. That's Eddie right. Brown. That's right. Yeah, uh, it, Rice turned out pretty good. And just as a note, Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald, who has been as durable as anybody as far as that position in his career. I mean, you look up and down for 16 years, 16 games played. He's not going to play this year. He didn't officially announce his retirement, but Fitzgerald is not going to play for the Cardinals this year. And, and, and no, nor should he. He can't run anymore. He, now, there's a strong wrist player. That ball stops when it hits his hands. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's really, you know, he just didn't have any burst anymore. He's got no juice in his lower body. And so I think the best thing he can do is walk away and, you know, represent Valley Forge Military Academy in the Hall of Fame when he gets in five years from now. He's an all-time trunk guy, too. Fitzgerald had that trunk down low. My gosh, the base. You yeah. know, some guys are just – and the not to make this about Jamar Chase, but those drops, they've been happening in practice, and they were troubling yesterday because he seemed reticent to attack the ball. I think he's thinking, Patrick. I think there's also a time when you're thinking about what you're doing 
and you're trying to focus on what you're doing and focus on catching the ball. Mm. When you play naturally and you're not no longer thinking about what your route is or what the coverage is and you can just go out there and play on instincts, you'll play better. Okay. Let's get to number nine, Lombardi's list, Lombardi line, wide receivers. A.J. Brown was 10, and we'll fill in number nine, Michael Lombardi is Calvin Ridley. I mean, Ridley's been sensational. I mean, I know, you know, Julio was was great for, for the Cardinal for the Falcons last year, but I think Calvin Ridley has really been very good. I think you see him, he's got the ability to to break out of his cuts. He's got burst. He had 90 catches last year, averaged 15.3 a catch, nine touchdowns. Really an impressive player. Can, can catch the ball, run with it after the catch. I think he's a tough guy to play. I think your guy knows how to recruit down there at Alabama. Something about yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> he, might, he might have figured this whole thing out. My gosh, the wide receivers that have come out last year, Ridley in year three, 90 receptions, uh, 1380, nine touchdowns. He's a stud. And there's been clips popping up with the joint practices where he's just turning people inside out. He could be just, a superstar. What you always want with these kind of guys is you want them really good at the top of the route. You know, and, and when they get to the top of the route, they have this unique quickness to change direction rapidly. It's one of the reasons why Jerry Rice was so effective. Jerry Rice caught, what, 193 touchdown passes, whatever it was. And his ability to change direction quickly, you know, without wasted motion is why. And a lot of those touchdown passes are a result of a route called Colorado, which is you run a slant, but then as soon as you get to the top of the slant, you break it flat out. Hard route to run. You got to be really good with your hip movement. You got to be really good out of your cut. It's a hard route to defend, especially for most of these West Coast offenses who run all these slants, right? And they're playing the slant all the time. And so when you can run Colorado down the goal line like Rice can, it gets a lot of free touchdowns. Okay, I'm being selfish, but can you walk me through Bill Walsh, 85, wanting Rice? I love the stories. Can you help me? What was Walsh's thought process with Rice? I think they traded up with the, they traded with New England for the pick. Right, so we did that long before we thought we knew anybody. So okay. Walsh always believed, Walsh believed that you don't fix the receiver position on your team until it's the only thing you really need. So we had just won the Super Bowl. Freddie Solomon was our leading receiver, with Joe Montana at quarterback and Dwight Clark, and so he traded. We traded our first, second, and third round to New England to go from 28 up to 16, I believe. And we cost us a second round pick. And we flipped in both in both the first and the third, and we gave them our second. Okay, pretty good trade. Very there was good no chart back then. And so when we traded up there, his whole approach was: look, we're going to get one of the three guys. And he told me, look, just write a report for me on all three of these guys. And our personnel director at the time loved this kid, Chris Burkett, from Florida State. So he wanted me to include him in the report. Walsh was not in love with Chris Burkett at all. And so I did. And all three were remarkable. Eddie Brown, you read about his high school background, quarterback at Miami, at Miami High School, was sensational. We truly wanted Eddie Brown. And when we got up to where we were, I think we got to 16 or 19, somewhere at 16. Yes, 16. 16. So I can still remember this as 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 anything. I'm standing in there. We were in Nevada. We were at 7-Eleven Nevada Street in this little tiny, which was the team meeting room. It's really small. And we had these other team meeting rooms off to the side. And that's where the trade phone was. So Coach Walsh went over in the trade room. He calls me over and he called and he's on the phone with Paul Brown, his former boss. <laughs> and he says, Paul, we'd like to trade with you. I think we're you're at 14. Or you're at 13, we'd like to come up to 13. 
And Paul says, no, I'm not going to trade. I'm going to take Eddie Brown. And I can remember Coach hanging the phone up saying they're going to take Eddie Brown. So we had to wait two picks. So the next pick, the Chiefs, I think, picked Ethan Horton, the running back from North Carolina, who later converted to a tight end. Was a good player, but not a great running back. And then Derek Burroughs from Buffalo. You nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you for. I, I love when you tell those stories because it's just fascinating. And Altoon, Altoon was great. He wasn't good. He was great. He just had oh, to we retire. Would have taken because... Altoon, we would have taken Altoon first, but we but we knew Altoon wasn't going to go. We we knew we weren't going to get to him. We we felt. But you know, this goes back to the very first day Walsh saw Rice. We were playing in Houston. We were playing in the Astrodome. We were playing the, the, the Oilers. And the night before the game, Texas Southern was playing Mississippi Valley State in the Astrodome. And it was on his TV. And he called me up to his room. And he, and he had this huge suite and he had this long, you know how we have the, used to have those long televisions? Sure. You know, with the, with the little screen in the middle and it was like this huge yeah. cabinet. Yeah. You know? And he says, Michael, get me tape on that kid here. I really want to watch this rice kid. So I did. I got like three canisters of tape. And, it, you know, it took like a month before it came in. I put it on his desk. And then in March of that year, everybody in the league was looking for that tape because it was the only three reels of tape. And I was too scared to go ask Coach Walsh if I could take the tape. And this is my biggest regret in, in professional sports is. So finally, one day I'm walking in the office and I finally had enough nerve to ask him for the tape. I said, Coach, can I get that? Everybody wants that Jerry Rice tape. He said, oh, yeah, Michael, it's up in my office. Just go grab it. So I went up in his office. Nicole, his secretary, says, go on and get his tape. So I walk past it. It's sitting on his little conference table there. And he has a note attached to it. And the note says, just in his left-handed handwriting, it says, John Jefferson, dot, 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 with speed. That's how we describe Jerry Rice. Now, people today don't great, know who John the Jefferson The great charger? Was. Wasn't Ch- Jefferson John the great Jefferson charger? John Jefferson was an incredibly great receiver. Three years. With incredible yes. hands. Yep. Great hands. Did not have great speed. But this is what that's how we evaluated him. And so after the first day of minicamp, when the veterans and everybody was together, because back then we, we didn't have minicamps. We had, we had one minicamp. I can still remember I was back in that conference room, which was the draft room, and Dwight Clark – it would lead back to the player's locker room. And Dwight Clark walks by the room and says, man, that boy is going to be rich and smooth. And that's how we describe Jerry Rice. He's talking about, I can't get enough. So do you remember, I'm sorry, I have to follow up. Do you remember after you got him the tape, the first thing Walsh said to you after he viewed the tape of Jerry Rice? I had no idea what he said. The only thing I knew what he thought of him was John Jefferson dot, dot, dot. Would speak. And look him up, kids. Look the, up John Jefferson because his first three years before he got injured, I mean, he was a stud. Yeah, he was great. So, you know, it's just it, it was one of those. And, and the receiver position for Walsh was never about always having the most vertical speed. It was about what can he do with the ball after the catch? Can he break a tackle? Can he catch the ball in awkward places? Does he have a long extension? You know, is he able to have a radius to catch the football? And I think we saw, you know, Chase, you know, the first row was a little bit behind him, but he should have caught it. He's just not playing with any confidence that he knows what he's doing. And by the way, Bill Walsh, one of the greats, that wasn't HD he was looking at on that on that television. Remember, when you used to sell a house oh, with one of those TVs, you just left it. It was, it was a million pounds. You couldn't move one of those TVs oh, that was built that into thing. it. Oh, the, it was, the picture was so bad. I mean, it was so bad. And they had this. So, so Mississippi Valley State used to have this formation. They would stack four receivers to a side. And 
Jerry Rice was one of them. That's uh, all one you need is one. He would be either two, three, or four, and then they would get him out in the route. Archie Cooley, he actually came out and lectured the coaches on his offense. That was hilarious. That was great. Just, just for fun, 1985, number one overall pick, Buffalo Bills, Bruce Smith. I'd say it worked out for them as well. When we come back, we'll yeah, Bruce, continue. And he played in a blue-gray game, too. How about that? How about uh, Chris Dolman, a good player at four to the Vikings, coming back with the wide receiver list here on the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
your boy Jeff Siegel over at Express Bet's been killing it. So here's the plays today. Saratoga, race seven. He likes the nine horse. Cogburn, three to one on the morning line. Del Mar, race six. Jeff has the seven horse. Private Mission on top at nine to five on the morning line. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of VSIN. The Mark Saratoga Summer Meet First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 as soon as you sign up. You see it right there. Up to $1,000 match, up to 1000 bucks as well. Use the code Vegas1000. VSIN.com slash horses for more information. Check out Siegel's picks over there as well. VSIN.com slash horses. And as we continue with the wide receiver list and hope you're having a great Saturday, we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point, Michael Lombardi. Um, and it's interesting, you're talking about Jerry Rice. It's Jerry Rice, and then there is every... Don Hudson, maybe Randy Moss. Was, Hudson had 100 touchdown receptions in the 30s and 40s, so you got to put him in the list. Yeah. But it really, there's a chasm between Rice and everybody else. It, it, and we brought this up because Larry Fitzgerald announcing he's not going to play today. But And our buddy Jeff, who's the engineer here, Michael, he's, he was up in Seattle when Rice was there, and he said he would come into the place he was working. And the one thing that stood out to him was his hands were as big as TVs. Like Rice had yeah. huge, you know, he's six foot one. But just, you know, an anomaly as far as how he was built. And he was an anomaly in terms of his conditioning, too. I think that's the other part we don't talk about with receivers is the ability to run consistently in the first quarter as fast as you do in the fourth quarter. And it takes great conditioning. It's a little bit of an NBA mentality. You've got to be able to run those routes with a lot. You know, defensive backs never get a playoff. But when a receiver runs a route, deep route, you always see him get his hand up. He wants a break. They're going to put somebody else in the game. DB's got to keep playing. So you've got to be able to, you know, build your build your conditioning so that when the points of the game, when they need you the most, you're you're the freshest. And that's a hard thing to do. You got to enjoy running and rice would run those hills and do all those things. He became a conditioning buff. No doubt. Yeah. The hills were famous. Okay. Back to Lombardi's list here on the Lombardi line. Top 10 wide receivers, AJ Brown, 10 Calvin Ridley, nine and number eight on Michael Lombardi's list is I'm, I'm filling in as you do. So let's go ahead and throw number. It's Mike Evans at number eight. And that, you know, the one trend you see here with me is you see these big receivers, yeah. right? I mean, they're all big physical guys. And Evans is not the fastest guy, but he's a hard guy to match up to. You know, and if you put a smaller corner on him, you know, he's open. And, you know, he's 6'5". And he can catch the ball in, in certain areas, and his radius is huge. So it gives them a chance. To, you know, you've got to take him out of the game somehow, right? He had 70 catches. He had 14 average 14 yards a catch, 13 touchdowns. He's a factor in the red zone. So... Even though he doesn't have blazing speed, his ability to go get the ball. Once again, it's a basketball game, right? How do I match up to a 6'5 receiver that can run effectively and has really good hands? Got to have somebody big, tall, and lean who can play with them because it's a 50-50 ball. You know, Parcells used to say this all the time. Even when he's covered, he's open. He would say that about Bavaro because Bavaro was 6'5", you know, and he was bigger than everybody else, and he had great – I mean, Bavaro had strong wrists now. That was the definition of him right there. And, and so he would tell Sims all the time, Phil, even when he's o covered, he's open. Throw it to him. And that's where I see Evans. Evans can be covered. I see a lot of guys on this list that are covered constantly. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, he's always covered. He's always in a crowd, but he catches the ball. He defines strong wrist. Same thing with Evans. Okay, let's get to number seven. A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, eight. Number seven on Michael Lombardi's top ten wide receivers, Stephon Diggs. 
Yeah, I think Diggs is really coming into his own. I think when you watch him on tape, his ability to separate, he's a little different than these other guys. His speed down the field is a problem for him. You know, he's a kid at Maryland that, you know, I can remember doing him when he came out, and he was an impressive as a junior. And then the senior season, he kind of got lost in it. You know, he had 127 catches. Slightly, you know, 12-1 a catch, not as good as typically these other guys, but he's a really good outside receiver that can win against one-on-one coverage. And he's a problem. And he's a problem, and he really opens up things in the middle of the field. I mean, he's the reason Beasley's got 82 catches. Hmm. And so, you know, his ability to, to, to have the coverage go to him. I would not say Diggs is a true number one, but he's close. The, the idea that this guy's a number one receiver, there are few and far between. But Diggs is really close. Okay, we'll get to six next when we come back. Diggs, there were some concerns coming out of Mar- there was concerns coming out of college as well that kind of held yeah. him back a little bit, right? And as far as a fifth round pick, I mean, it, the talent was obvious. I can remember, I remember Bill and I were doing the ACC one year, and he was, you know, we were, or the Big Ten, and you know, like this guy's really good, and then all of a sudden, you know, the bad season comes. It's the one of the Walsh's great theories. Don't let a losing program affect the players. And, just and to, I think that's what happened in Maryland. And just to be clear, that's Bill Belichick, not Bill Berman. When we come back, number six. Well, on yeah, the... <laughs> it would have been Berman, too. I mean, he would have had the same theory. Just like Wall. I mean, you know. Six on the list next with Josh as well. It's Visa. Season's kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIN NFL betting guide. I mentioned the college betting guide before. Well, this one's just as good. And if you go there right now, vsin.com slash subscribe, and you get both of them, you get a discount. I encourage you to do it. It's 20 bucks for the NFL betting guide, which is insane with how much information's in there. Season win totals, division finishes, player awards, everything. Uh, but again, you can get both for a discount. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for more information. We are efforting Thomas Gable. Uh, I got When we get Thomas... Okay, here he is, Thomas Gable. He runs the race in sportsbook. He joins Michael Lombardi and myself here on the Lombardi line on a Saturday. We have to start with the big-time piece of news that I heard a little earlier today. Uh, TV star Thomas Gable joins us. I heard you were doing some shoots yesterday, my man. (laughs) (laughs) No, Patrick. I mean, it was... uh... Just for Borgata's social media channels and, uh, you know, doing a little promotion for football season upcoming. One of one of the things we talked about was, of course, uh, Michael returning for the Lombardi line here. But uh, nothing big. There was no uh, hair and makeup or anything. This is not, you know, a production <laughs> that – not a type of production you're used to, oh, Patrick. Oh, sure, Thomas. Thank you for that. Yeah. But, uh, but I will say, Bill Berman did make an appearance here yesterday. <laughs> yes, of course he did. He, um, yeah, he did. <laughs> So uh, he had to make sure the set was okay, and, you know, he was a technical advisor to everything going on. Yeah, yeah he brought gifts too, right, Thomas? I mean, the man doesn't yes, come he empty-handed. Did. He's always, no, he does comes, not. You know, no, 
He, he uh, so Michael, who is a seasoned vet when it comes to TV, he walked you through it. He held your hand through the whole process. Is that fair? No, I, that was not me. Yes. Trust me, it was. <laughs> we were. It was Thomas had the whole thing under control, and Jennifer from the Borgata uh, the team did a great job. And we were. It was easy. It was smoothless, and I'm really looking forward to it, Thomas. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be a great season for us there at the Borgata, and you know, the lot with all this action coming in, I think uh, it'll be a, a fun football year to kind of between college and pro and I'm looking for all our Mac picks. You got to be ready. Now we can't, we can't lose sight of the Mac. We're going to be all over the Mac Thomas. So I urge you to brush up on it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, so 10 games today, two unders cash last night are the betters there at the Borgata just starting to blanket uh, bet the unders in these preseason games. No, surprisingly, they're not. You know, Josh had texted me earlier the same question. And, you know, Thursday, listen, Thursday was not a good game for us. Uh, You would think that I could find some Philadelphia backers in Atlantic City. That wasn't the case on Thursday. Um, We got crushed by the Patriots there in that one. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the totals, they they haven't necessarily just been pounding the unders like you would think. with this run that the unders have been on. And for the most part, you've seen even today's games, for the most part, uh, you, you've seen moves uh, downward on the totals from where uh, the openers were. So, um, you know, a couple of games we're going to talk on, talk about here, you know, the, the one uh, Jets Packers, that's uh, been another pretty big move here. It's uh, moved the total from 34 of the opener down to 31 now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, that that could come over at 31. I mean, that's so light. I mean, what are we talking about? A 20 to 10 game, you know, doesn't cover that. So, how are how are they going to score? What team scoring 20, and what team could possibly even get to 10? I mean, we know the Packers are playing th- third and four string quarterbacks. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing dips below 30 at some point. I mean, I, I don't see. The Jets, so that so Zach Wilson plays the first quarter and he does great and he's sensational and he has a Dick Vitale moment. They score 14 points. Where where they where is the next 17 points coming from? Right. Yeah, you're right, Michael. And the other thing that you've been hearing about the reports this week and the the joint practices between those two teams this week, the Jets' offensive line. Um, they really struggled in the joint practices. So we'll see how they hold up today. Now, Green Bay is going to be playing mostly backups in the game today, uh, but a poor performance here from the Jets' offensive line, I mean, that may start to set off some alarms there. Absolutely. And that's one of my concerns about the Jets. I like them on the under. I mean, everybody's falling in love with Salai and his motivational. Now they lose Carl Lawson, a key component of his of his 30 of his defense, which relies on the defensive front to dominate, not the coverage. And then the offense, look, the left side of the offensive line is really good. You know, you've got Becton, you've got Tucker, the kid from USC, but the right side is fully questionable. So, you know, and Wilson's not the biggest of players. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's going to take some hits this year. Trust me, you know, he's going to take some hits. It's going to be hard. They're going to have to do a really good job of protecting him from getting uh, uh, too many hits on him. It's going to wear and tear on his body. Thomas, where's your number in Chicago? Justin Fields is the craze right now. Buffalo's in town. No Josh Allen at quarterback. Where's your number there in Chicago? Yeah, first game of the day, the Bears laying four, uh, total 37, uh, another drop there in the total. We opened that 38 and a half, now down to 37. Uh, 
Of course, as you mentioned, Justin Fields, he'll play today, nursing a groin injury there earlier in the week. Uh, Andy Dalton getting a start, though, for Bears. Um, Fields had a nice preseason game one there, 175 all-purpose yards, two TDs against Miami. Today he'll be working with the backups. Uh, I think the big story here, from at least from a media perspective, is MVP Mitch's return to Chicago. Who he'll start um, today. Uh, but how am I backup... not doing the coin toss in this game? I mean, seriously, how am I not doing the coin toss in this game? How did I get? How did I not get that invitation? Yeah, that's true. Backup for Trubisky here is going to be Jake Fromm, who was a teammate of Fields at Georgia when Fields was a freshman in 2018. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Fields transferred um, to Ohio State after that year. But it would be interesting to see Fields and Fromm there oppose each other today, I think. Yeah, you got you got to get over there and do the coin flip, Michael. I mean, you would think so. I mean, you know, this is Mitch's return. You would think he would want me there. I mean, welcoming him back. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I took so much crap. I mean, all, I, when I went to this, don't come to Chicago. wonder what everybody's doing with their 10 Trubisky jerseys in Chicago. Do you think he, they'll trade them in now? Well, I mean, it's, it's actually, it's ironic. You're not invited to Chicago. Neither is Mitch Trubisky anymore. So it kind of worked out. Yeah, true. <laughs> it worked out well for both of us, I guess. I love Chicago. Yeah, it's, Chicago's a great city. Uh, TG, well, listen. As always, uh, you're the best, and uh, good. Job. I cannot wait to see. I'm getting an early copy of your those promos that you cut. So tomorrow I'll have a full review. Okay. All right. I'm good. I'll send you Jennifer's contact okay, information. Thank I'm you. Sure she'll hook you up. Yep. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, TG. Appreciate that, TGZ. We'll there it is. Uh, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sports book at the Borgata. The best on the East Coast. You know this. I, I just love the fact that Berman was in tow. Berman and Berman comes with things. That's that's the best thing about Berman is he's the best house guest ever. He's always going to bring generous. wine. He's yeah, yeah, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bill Berman, who's all over the text machine today. When we come back, number six on Michael's wide receiver list and Josh Applebaum with some plays as well. We we continue here on the Lombardi Lines, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Summer's heating up, so is the sports betting action at BetMGM. You sign up now using the bonus code VSIM1000. Your first r- wager is risk-free up to $1,000, which is great. MLS, Major League Baseball, again, that's Major League Soccer. Again, register. BetMGM, up to 1000 bucks risk-free. VSIM1000. Paid for and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got a problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we welcome you back. Of course, Josh Applebaum's going to join Michael and myself now. But let's do this. Let's round out the top 10 as far as Lombardi's list here on the Lombardi line, Michael. You've got 10 A.J. Brown. Calvin Ridley, number 9. Mike Evans, number 8. Stephon Diggs comes in at 7. And number 6 is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, look, Hopkins is so... uh so difficult to cover. You know, he doesn't run away from anybody, but he's got great skill as a, and balance. I think one of the things that often is overlooked about receiver play is balance. The ability to be able to jump for the ball under control and then catch the ball like we did, like he saw in the Buffalo game when he caught the and when he caught the uh, the, the Hail Mary pass. He's never going to be a high average per catch guy because he doesn't have great speed, but those 115 catches are going to convert to a lot of first downs. And he's going to be able to get open with his quickness, with his subtleties, his ability to push off and maneuver the defense. You know, he doesn't run as fast as you like, but you better make sure on critical downs you take care of him. I think Hopkins is a really good player. Great player. Five through one coming up tomorrow on a Sunday edition of the Lombardi line as we say hi to Josh Apple. No, I can't, we can't do five. Oh, you're not, not here, here tomorrow. tomorrow. Pat. That's right. That's a bummer. I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll have to fill I, it up. I said, I told everybody I wasn't here. I, I know. I, just, then, I was, I was positive thinking. I was trying to, I was trying to will you. Into I wish I chair. could be, but I have to catch a flight and, and then I'm going to be the next time we do a show together. Yes. The next time we do, we will actually do a show together. For the first time in, what, three years, Patrick? I think that should probably be noted is that when I tell people that you and I have never met, they're kind of blown away because yeah, – I, I, Bill Aidey said to me this week there was some brilliance in the VEASAN studios that maybe I should do the show from the Circa and you stay at the South Point so we never meet. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to meet my man in person. So if, <laughs> That's I, what and I, I said. Listen, I always, I always adhere to what Berman says, but I'd like to have you with me if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, so I mean he's very disappointed he's not being able to come out. As am I. I'm, you know, look, he might show up. We never know. He, <laughs> he probably there, you know? he might show up. That'd be Berman just pop.
dropping out you know, from we behind need the to curtain. Get, we need to get Berman the same thing we have with Brent. You know, we have that Brent cutout at the Veasan Studios there. We probably need the, Berman we, cutout. I would That's imagine. I would yeah. imagine we do. And of course, Josh Applebaum's been in town, and I've had the pleasure of seeing Josh and meeting Josh, and we welcome him in with some updates. Josh, Market Insights, is, of course, is the pod quickly. Veasan.com/slash/podcast. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, guys, the NFL board here is moving pretty quick. We got a lot of line moves, so update you on a few of them. Michael, uh, the Michael Lombardi coin flip uh, game here today between MVP Mitch going back to Chicago. Uh, seen a move here toward Buffalo. Now, early on, you saw a lot of Justin Fields money. Some books open like two. The line got all the way up to four and a half or five. You're seeing a lot of buyback here on Buffalo, guys. When they got to five or four and a half, they got hit. They're now down to four. If you can still see a hook with a four and a half, that seems to be the number that's getting hit. Sean McDermott uh, is a guy that's been um, pretty good here preseason. Might be the next good coach to keep an eye on moving forward in the preseason. Who takes it seriously, tries to win. Eight and four ATS so far in the preseason for McDermott. Uh, next one up, guys, Miami. Big move here toward the Dolphins. Dolphins are at home against Atlanta. Miami open minus three. A minute ago, they were minus five. Now they're up to minus six. That's a big number in the preseason. But remember, we do see uh, Atlanta as a team that looked really, really tough there, really, really bad uh, against Tennessee in that week one game, 23 to three. They lost uh, Carolina. You know, I think a lot of people are going to jump on this uh, crazy trend here to Harbaugh and the Ravens. They've won 18 straight uh, preseason games, and Harbaugh is the best ATS coach here. But they're down Trace McSorley, and you may not see Lamar Jackson. This could be a situation where they're thin on QBs. If you're looking at Carolina, public's all over the Ravens here, but Carolina getting the hook with the three and a half. It's still available. Sometimes it comes back down to three. That could be an opportunity there. Houston, Dallas, a sharp under. Remember, unders are, are crushing it so far. 85% in the preseason. That Houston, Dallas under just fell 37 down to 36. Uh, Michael, Minnesota, the Vikings. Zimmer is one of the best ATS coaches right up there with uh, with Harbaugh and with, with Pete Carroll and Gruden. Uh, for some reason, I'm not sure what, maybe Minnesota is going to play their starters a little bit more today. They're at home against uh, against the Colts. Minnesota has gone from a pick em up to minus two. Looks like they may even go to two and a half. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Vegas Raiders and the uh, and the um, uh, and the Rams here, guys. Michael, you mentioned this continues to be a sharp under. If you want to bet that under, remember the Rams are pretty much sitting all their guys. They're not going to play anybody. They had a really low scoring game week one against the Chargers. I think it was a 13 to six. Uh, that thing keeps getting hit to the under. Open 37. It's all the way down to 33 and a half. So if you like that under, probably want to get it sooner rather than later. You know, the under that jumps out to me is the Baltimore. I mean, besides the Jet Packer game, right? I think the Baltimore Carolina under has got to be serious consideration because, you know, we know Lamar's probably not going to play in the game. I would suspect, why would he? Their offensive line is a little bit, you know, shaky. Villanueva hasn't played well at all of camp. Zeitler's back, but who knows? I mean, but we're talking about Tyler Huntley, a college free agent in 20, and they just signed this kid, Bahar. You know, who I don't even know, Kenji Bahar. I don't even know. I didn't even know him. And so, and they just signed him this week. He's from Monmouth College. Hmm. You know, he was with them. He was with them during OTA days. And then they cut him right when training camp started. And then they just signed him on 821. So, like, where are they going to get, where are they getting points from? Where, where would Baltimore, let's just say, you know, and we know Baltimore's defense is good. Like, where is, where is 35 points coming from in this game? Is it going to come from a punt return? I mean, where is it coming from? Like, how is Baltimore going to score any points? What are they going to contribute to this game? It makes me work, you know. So I think the, at 35, I think that's a pretty good value. I, I think that's a really strong value to pick up here because I, I just don't know where the points are coming. It opened up at 34 and a half, and for some reason it moved up to 35 and a half. And now it's back down to 35, 34, and there's some 34s and a half. But, 
to me, I, I don't know why that line would move in any direction other than continually go down because we're talking about no quarterback. We're talking about maybe Sam Darnold's going to play. I don't know. You know, but then you're on to P.J. PJ Walker and you're on to, you know, Will, Will Greer from, uh, you know, West Virginia. So who, where are the points coming from in that game? You almost did it. You caught yourself, not Tucker, Walker. You nailed it. And another, <laughs> and another point to your... Very careful. I slow down, you know, I think. RG3 has joined us, fellas, as far as broadcasters. So the presumed backup, Trace McSorley, is banged up. And that's a team that carries two quarterbacks generally, Michael. So Huntley, this is a big spot for him. I mean, especially with what's going on with Lamar. And I'm not going to get into the vaccination stuff, but it's, it's on the table. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, their offensive line has not, I mean, I don't know if they're going to play, they're not going to play Ronnie Stanley in this game, you know, and they say villain away. I did radio this week in, in uh, Baltimore on Friday and Vinny Serrato, the former uh, executive at the Washington football team and at the 49ers, he does radio. I do his show quite often. And he was talking about how disappointing this offensive line was. And he asked me my thoughts on villain away, but I thought, I always thought he was a good player, but he didn't play well last year for Pittsburgh and he's not playing well right now for Baltimore. So that's that's got to be a concern, you know, and they signed Jawan James, the kid from who was at Denver, but he tours Achilles. He's not playing. Their backups are not very good. So, you know, they even brought in Andre Smith, the former Bengal player. Remember him? You yeah. know, first round pick out of Alabama. You know, God knows what kind of shape he's in. So, I mean, this is a mess a little bit. I don't think their offensive line's very good. And, you know, we know Carolina's getting a little bit better. I, I just think to me, forget handicapping the game. I, I don't know how that's going to play. But I do think that it's going to be hard to score points in this game. Josh, you feel pretty comfortable going as far as, as we mentioned before, blanket betting these unders today, 10 games? Yeah, I really, that's what I'm doing today, guys. And again, you know, if, if all overs hit today, you're going to say, hey, you know, it was maybe bound to happen. But I think uh, it's not just that, you know, when I look at betting systems, it's not just that it's doing well to the under. It's what Michael said. There's a theory behind it. There's a thought process behind it. And when you've been watching a lot of these preseason games, and again, we started the preseason, people saying, you're crazy to bet the preseason. You know, there's no value there. It's too erratic. It's too volatile. But the edge here is the under. And again, it's the style of play. It's uh, it's these vanilla offenses. What Michael mentioned, even better this year, you know, we, we have the five-game sample where unders are almost 60%, even better this year. Well, Michael mentioned the lack of padded practice, the way the new CBA has, has evolved. And again, I think everything is just perfect storm lining up here. You know, I think if you're betting these unders, you want to get in the habit of getting the high watermarks, maybe hitting them a little bit earlier in the week. Like, for example, you know, we'll talk about this tomorrow. But Michael, real quick, the Giants in Cleveland. I'm looking at this one. You know, we're all glued to today's games, but that one already fell. You know, you saw the Giants really struggle offensively in that first game against the Jets. Uh, you know, Cleveland rolled there against Jacksonville, but tomorrow's game, one o'clock, that opened 37. It's down to 35. Unders that fall at least a point in the preseason are, are three and zero this preseason, and they're 59% since 2014. So again, don't parlay them. I'm flat betting them. And again, if you have another good under day today with everything lining up and you don't play them, you say to yourself, you know, it was right in front of my face. Why didn't I do it? To me, it's worthwhile to continue to bet these unders. There you have it. Hey, Mr. Baseball, you got anything on the way out? We won't see you for a couple of days. Did you? T- well, I, I like I like the I like the Brewers today. I'm back on the Brewers today. I think the Brewers are playing the Nationals, and both teams are headed in a different directions. So I'm going to go with the run line on the Brewers. Uh, I mean, they lead the Central by seven and a half. I mean, Stephen Colbert was up there yesterday apologizing to the city for making fun of it. Their pitching staff is <laughs> among one of the best in baseball. I think they're really primed for a a great run here in October. So the Nationals to me, I don't think they really care. 
They've kind of traded away their guys, and Milwaukee seems to have the advantage. So I'm going to go the run line with Milwaukee. Okay, mitigate the risk. You don't want to lay 220. You're going to lay the run line with Milwaukee and lay a dollar fifteen. Josh Applebaum, what do you got? Yeah, I would say overall, guys, a lot of moves toward dogs today. That seems to be just kind of an overarching blanket thing here. But I would say two games that caught my eye, my eye in terms of favorite or pick them. Once Tampa Bay Rays, the Rays fell to the White Sox yesterday, 7-5. Everyone's riding that White Sox train again. We actually see Tampa Bay as a contrarian favorite. They open like minus 125. They're up to minus 135. They've been very good here at home, 33-14 and 14 as a home favorite. The other one that's really sharp uh, is the Oakland A's, guys. Uh, Oakland, they beat San Fran yesterday, plus 105. And now we're coming back today. Everyone's saying San Fran's got to win. Big, sharp move here to Oakland. They went from around plus 120, now to a minus 105 pick and play. Catch Michael Lombardi, Ocean City, strumming his acoustic guitar tomorrow. On this yeah, I'll be out there. Oh, I'll be out there singing. But, but, but Patrick, I'm going to be singing with you next week. I can't, I wait. can't wait. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. It's Thank gonna, you. And bring Berman and bring Millie. Bring the whole crew. Yeah. Oh, Millie's coming. Trust me, uh, Millie's coming. I'm excited to meet her as well. Enjoy your day, Michael. Josh, I'll see you tomorrow. The pregame show is coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.